This conference is being recorded. Welcome to the Wednesday evening, October the 28th, 2009, Dream the Biggest Dream teleconference. Tonight, Lessons from the Front Line. Our topic, Inspired by Those, Inspired by Napoleon Hill. Welcome, everyone. A uh, couple of things just to touch base on. Gosh, my thoughts. I should have used an oil that would totally calm me down, and I think I used an essential oil that has just amped me up. Um, my thoughts are going a mile a minute. So, whoo. I'm just going to settle right in here. This week's call has everything to do with inspiration. Allow me to back up just a little bit. Allow me to back up about four days. As of last week on Thursday, we had VIP tickets to go to the Alchemy, the International Alchemy Conference in Los Angeles. And we had VIP tickets to go to the 100th anniversary celebration of Napoleon Hill beginning research for his book, Think and Grow Rich. So it was shaping up to be quite the weekend. Friday came around. My good friend Joshua came in with the VIP tickets for the uh, – Think and Grow Rich conference, and there was a, by the way, these were all gifted to me, and the tickets, all these tickets, the, the Think and Grow Rich conference, our tickets, the VIP passes were $500, and the other tickets for the other conference were, I don't know, three or $400, a, just a beautiful message from my universe of, you talk about growing, evolving, learning. Well, we are giving you the opportunity, and you know what? We're going to make it so easy for you because we're your universe and we love you. We're going to make it free for you. So no excuses. You're going. And so Friday night for the uh, Think and Grow Rich conference to celebrate this new book uh, called Three Feet from Gold, uh, there was a VIP reception at the Menage Hotel in Anaheim. And uh, we, we were just kind of going with the flow that day, and things were flowing in an interesting way. And um, as I was getting triggered by anything, I was letting go of it. Uh, Joshua called us, and we decided to meet at the hotel at 7.30 when the uh, reception started at 6 and was to end at 8. But it didn't matter. My energy said it didn't matter. My energy said whatever I was to get out of this VIP reception, I was going to get out of it based on when I showed up and everything was going to be all good. Now, I have a tendency to get a little bit uptight about stuff, so I kept having to repeat that to myself. But that's fine. That's what you have to do sometimes to keep your default setting from taking over. And so we, we were waiting in the lobby at the Menage Hotel, 
and two gentlemen walked up and one of them looked me in the eye and said hello and then immediately looked down at Maya who was with me and dressed exquisitely and in heels and everything my nine-year-old daughter looking older than a teenager and this gentleman this very distinguished gentleman who just looked in my eye and said hello but then immediately went to her and said well hello there how are you doing and she said I'm fine thank you and they went ahead and walked on past us at that moment I did not know who that man was Joshua shows up, walks into the hotel. We go get our um, credentials, and we go into the uh, meeting room uh, that this uh, reception is at, and it is packed with people. And I say to Joshua, who is that distinguished man over there? And he said, Mark, you don't know who that is? That's Mark Victor Hansen. He has written and sold more books than any other person in the world. And I thought, wow, that's right. Chicken Soup for the Soul and all the other books that he has done. And I thought, well, if this isn't foreshadowing of what this weekend is going to be about, I don't know what is. We made our way up to uh, – Oh, and, and while we're, uh, Maya and I went to the bar to get uh, some water, and while we're looking around, Joshua says, see that man over there? That's Les Brown. And I said, Les Brown? The Les Brown I quote all the time as saying, help others achieve your dreams and you will achieve yours? He said, absolutely. I'm like, oh, my. He said, look over there. I said, I know that man right there. That's Bob Proctor. Didn't know anything about Bob Proctor until The Secret came out, and now Bob Proctor is everywhere. But it's not because he wasn't everywhere before. It's just because he hadn't entered into my experience. And we started, and John Asraf over there, also from The Secret, and an amazing inspiration in my life. And I just thought, oh, my gosh, <laughs> is this ever something? We made our way over to Mark Victor Hansen and formally introduced myself as Maya's father, which uh, was also foreshadowing of what the weekend was going to be like. I became, this is Maya's father, Dr. Dream. <laughs> um, and he immediately looked at Maya and he said, Maya, has your daddy read Chicken Soup for the Soul for Kids to you? And Maya looked up at him and said, no. <laughs> Mark Victor Hansen looked at me and he said, give me your business card. I will send her a book. We went up to Les Brown and I gave him a, a great big hug. And I said, Les, I just want you to know I'm Dr. Dream from Dream the Biggest Dream. And you have so inspired me that I can't even tell you what it means to be here right now with you. And he thanked me, and he said, do you have a business card? I want your card. Took my card. We got a picture with Mark Victor Hansen. We got a picture. And it occurred to me in that moment that I wasn't going to be able to get near the Alchemy Conference because the people that I had just connected with in the tip of the iceberg 
of what was what was going to be this Think and Grow Rich conference celebrating three feet from gold had hooked me, had so connected with me that I knew that's where I needed to be. At one point during the reception, I looked around and I realized that I possibly had not ever been in a room with as many multimillionaires as I was right then. Another thought passed my mind, and it was a recurring thought all weekend. If these people can do it, it's certainly more than possible for me to do it in my life. And so what I want is to spend this weekend with all of these people and to be a sponge and to soak up the knowledge, the passion, and to learn what it is that, that these people have. And that's really what Think and Grow Rich is about. A hundred years ago, Andrew Carnegie invited a young man, then 25 years old, Napoleon Hill, a reporter, a writer, to his residence to talk about a project he wanted. And uh, I'm going to make this quick. Many of you probably already know this, but he showed Napoleon Hill a letter introducing him and said, this will give you access to 500 of the most wealthy, most successful people in this country. It may take you 20 years to research them and to identify what it is that they've done to reach the level that they've reached. Went on to tell him that he wasn't going to get paid for this work. And uh, the, the rest of the story is in the book and in the um, in the information that's available anywhere on Napoleon Hill. I highly suggest that you get that book if you have not read it recently. If you haven't read it at all, get it. It will change your perspective on how we work within our reality here, how we work within our life experience. I got home that night, <clears throat> Maya and Joshua stayed here, and um, we got back here at about 10.30, and I was sitting at my computer at about 1.15. And I was on Facebook putting up some pictures um, with Les Brown and Mark Victor Hansen, and I got an instant message from somebody. Now, I've got almost 1,500 friends on Facebook. And they absolutely are my friends because anyone that enters my experience is my friend. And I, 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 this person said hello, and I, I typed back hello. And they said, I just want you to know, I listened to Muse Me or Amuse Me, which, by the way, was our topic last week. And they went on to say, I just wanted to thank you for the work you're doing. And I just wanted to thank you for putting that out there for us. I'm grateful. 
Okay, it's 1.15 in the morning. I've just been with some of the most famous people in my chosen industry, and I've got this person expressing gratitude to me. And I was touched, and I told them I was touched, and I thanked them for their feedback, said I had the biggest smile they could imagine at that moment. And I said, tell me, where are you? Where, where, are you, where, where, where are you right now? And she typed back that she was on the outskirts of the Himalayas in India where she and her family live. And it occurred to me that the reach that we have available now, like at no other time in history, is absolutely incredible. I was so touched, and I said, you know, that part of the world is on my list to come and visit. And she typed back, we insist that you stay with us. And I told her, I said, you know, I'm a person that makes my dreams into reality. That's what I do. So I will come stay with you. You will see me at your home. And she said that they would be honored. Now, I left another part of this story from the Friday reception out. If you've been reading the entire announcement that goes out about uh, this teleconference, I have a list in there under the um, title <laughs> – too funny, my mouse isn't working – Okay, I have a list in there under some title. Maybe it says Dreamers Wanted, um, something like that. Let's Now it's working. Let's see. Um, it says Coming to Reality Near You, Dreamers Wanted, Want to Play. And um, I mentioned that my immediate areas of interest are Los Angeles, San Diego, and San Francisco. I go on to list the not-so-distant future plans to include New York, Washington, D.C., Boston, and Detroit. And then I say, into 2010, our dreams involve South Africa, United Kingdom and Europe, Easter Island for the total solar eclipse, and Australia. I've been putting that in there, I don't know, last three weeks. And it's important to me because if I don't put it down, if I don't energize it, if I don't send it out to the universe, I know that it's not going to happen. No one's contacted me from this. I, I, I don't really know if anyone reads that far down. And I don't really know if it matters because it's for me as much as it is for anyone else. So at a certain point during the reception that was supposed to end at at 8, it's, it's about 9 o'clock at the reception, and Maya says to me, would you mind if I go over there and sit down? And I said, well, Maya, if you do that, I'm going to be standing here alone. <laughs> and then I saw my friend Joshua, and he was talking to two people, and I said, no, go on over. I'll go over and talk to Joshua. And I went over to Joshua and put my arm around him. I said, hello. And he introduced me as Dr. Dream to the two people that he was talking to. Uh, one of them is uh, Annie Falk, and the other one is Dr. Taddy Blecker. And it ends up that they're from South Africa. 
and I listen to the conversation, and it ends up that um, they have a school in Johannesburg, and they are taking people and creating an educational opportunity for them and creating communities where people can live, sustainable communities where people can live on $2 a day. And I was blown away. And they told me the stories that lots of these people had been raped, abused, had not come up the easy way in life. And that they, they were offering an opportunity. They were making a difference. And it ends up that part of the, 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 the um, one of the foundations of their, of their school is Transcendental Med Meditation. She said, are you familiar with that? I said, I know about it. She said, do you know about Fairfield, Iowa? I said, I know about Fairfield, Iowa. I spread my grandmother's ashes in Fairfield, Iowa. Interestingly enough, five days before, someone else, a good friend of mine, was driving to Illinois, and she said to me, I'm going to stop in Fairfield, Iowa. Stop at the university there that, that is focused on transcendental meditation and check it out. Again, these synchronicities start to have synchronicities that start to have synchronicities. I said to Annie and uh, Dr. Blecker, Taddy is his name, I said to them that I was planning on going to South Africa next summer. That I have um, a group of Facebook friends from Durban, and it, I'm being drawn to go there and do uh, some workshops, some seminars. And they immediately said, we would like you to come and teach in Johannesburg at our school. And Annie looked at me and said, and if you can't teach and be part of the curriculum for, for a certain amount of time, we, we, we want you to visit. And I said, no, 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 no. You don't understand. I've been asking my universe to present me an opportunity to go. I said, I will teach. I will be part of your curriculum for the time I'm there. And um, I've already sent them emails to lock up the dates and, and what the seminars, workshops, teaching will be. And so it is, um, it's awfully exciting to have that happen. I was, my, my head was spinning from all this. I'm seeing these people that are inspirations to me. I'm finding the universe is putting people from South Africa right in front of me that are saying, please come to Johannesburg and teach. And then that night I get the message from the Himalayas that I've had an impact on someone on the other side of the world, a place I've only dreamt about, and thanking me. I knew that, that this was the place for me. So I end up back there the next morning with Maya, and the lineup the very next morning is really unbelievable. First, we have Mark Victor Hansen. Now, I've known about Mark Victor Hansen, but I have not, um, I've not spent a lot of time with his work, and I've never heard him speak. And I will tell you 
that it was something else. This man in the, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes that he spoke, touched on so many truths that are part of my experience, some that are consciously part of my experience, and some that he brought to the surface. I had goosebumps sitting in that chair. At one point, he asked us to write down on a piece of paper, I'm going to give a million dollars to charity. Now, I tell you this because people hear about the topic, think and grow rich, and we even had some discussions on, um, on Facebook um, with some folks this week after the conference. Um, saying, you know, what the world needs is not more millionaires. What the world needs is redistribution of wealth. That all this going after the money is creating wars, is creating resentment, is creating jealousy. And yet, here I was with some of the wealthiest people, some of those multi, 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 multi-millionaires of the world, and they're inspiring us to go for the gold and to give a huge chunk of it away. Well, I don't think that's going to create any wars. I don't think that's going to create any resentment. And I certainly don't think that's going to create any jealousy. Unless you, Fern, give away two million and I've only given away one million at that point. <laughs> and then you may spur me on to give away more. Mark Victor Hansen also talked about TEAM. Talked about TEAM as an acronym, meaning together everyone accomplishes miracles. I love that. What are we all talking about all the time? One of my foundation beliefs, we're all in this together. It's why I do what I do. Talked about at the end of one's life, four things matter. Who you become, who you loved, what you remember, and who you helped. Well, I'm not near the end of my life, but my thoughts immediately went to my father transition in April of this year and I thought about him and I thought about who he became in his life he came from some very humble beginnings he came from a home devoid of loving emotion his mother was an alcoholic his dad was detached to say the least and I thought about who he became in his life so different than, than the conditioning, than the path that, that could have been laid out for him. Who you loved. And I thought about who he loved. I thought about me. I thought about Maya. I thought about my brothers and my nieces. My mother. I thought about my stepmother. And I thought about all those people in his life that he touched, that he truly loved. 
what you remember. And this one really hit home because my father often said to me that he didn't have any memories from his childhood. He didn't have anything from his childhood that he wanted to remember. And so he set out to create memories for us. And he worked hard, and he maybe wasn't there as much as I would have liked to have had him there. But he facilitated experiences for us that I can only hope to be able to facilitate for my own child. I have memories of my father. I'm looking at a picture right now. My father and I standing on the equator. And it's two pictures side by side. And in one, I'm on the southern hemisphere and he's on the northern hemisphere. And in the one right next to it, he's on the southern hemisphere and I'm on the northern hemisphere. I look at that picture every day. I got great memories. And the last one of the four things that matter at the end of one's life is who you helped. And I will tell you, I knew my father touched a lot of lives and helped a lot of people. But it was his service in New York City in St. Patrick's Cathedral with some eight or 900 people there, possibly more, that I realized he touched more people than we'll ever know. And from all this, I take a look at my life. And I say, you know what? I sure come about my beliefs naturally. I sure come about my life purpose naturally. And I feel good about this. I feel good about the fact that when that day does come for me at the end of my life, those four things that matter have already been instilled in me. Have already been have already become a part of what my life is about, of what my life experience is about. So I'm, I mean, as I look at my notes, there's so many other aspects of what Mark Victor Hansen said, and I don't want this call to be just about notes that I took at a conference. I want this call tonight to be about the emotion that comes up when we tap into what our inspirations are, when we tap into what our passions are, and when we experience outside of ourselves what we know to be truths, what we know to be universal truths of how it is. And that's what I experienced all weekend long. Bob Proctor spoke next. Bob has an amazing, amazing story. And he was pretty much presented that if anyone truly lives what Napoleon Hill wrote about, truly, to the full extent, it's Bob Proctor. And what he shared with us was very touching, and his energy was absolutely amazing. He said, if I want to be free, I've got to be me. 
that hit home with me because I've always been me. I've always tried to be me. Sometimes in certain situations, that wasn't always accepted. And sometimes early on, I backed down right away. Didn't want to stick out like a sore thumb. Maybe being me wasn't appropriate in that moment. Not anymore. Being me is appropriate in every moment. You being you is appropriate in every moment. It's when we're not being ourselves, who we truly are, that that is what's inappropriate in any moment. Talked about hope, faith, courage, and tolerance. Talked about open-mindedness. It was non-stop. It was non-stop feeding our minds to help us. None of those speakers were getting paid for being there. Many of them made offers with money going directly to the Napoleon Hill Foundation. You realize that they do this because it's their passion. They do this because they were helped, because in one way or another, they were shown the way. They had examples to follow, and they want to be that now. The next person that spoke, I've heard an awful lot about, and I never tapped into this person, T. Harv Ecker. And I will tell you that the only reason I didn't tap into him is because in the past is because I wasn't ready for him. I just wasn't ready because on this day, this past Saturday, this man rocked my world. And of all the speakers that my daughter saw, she said, T. Harv Ecker was the one that got her going the most, the one that excited her the most. She felt that energy. It resonated with her. He made an amazing offer to us to be part of his uh, Millionaire Mind Intensive, uh, to be VIPs at his intensive, Tickets, you know, I don't know how it all works. Tickets go anywhere from two to $4,000, $5,000 for two tickets. Made us an offer for $100. Three full days to reset, to reestablish what our financial blueprint is so we can move past where we're at and go to where we want to go. Our money and success blueprint. We all ran up to that table after he spoke, dropped our $100 down, and uh, I'm going the weekend of November 13th, three full days. comes with 10 CDs, a workbook, priority seating in the front. For my one ticket, it cost me $50. You think my universe wants me to continue to do this work? You think my universe wants me to continue to grow, learn, and evolve? and to share 
what I'm learning with everyone I come into contact with. I'm not going to go through the rest of, of the speakers right now. I want to tell you that I met some other amazing people. I will, I will talk about one more person. I met a woman, Luann Mitchell. And now I'd heard about Luann only because Allison Nail is organizing a book called Thank God I'm an Empowered Woman. And Luann Mitchell is one of the front people for this book. There will be a number of authors involved in this book. So from Allison, I'd heard all about Luann. And then she was going to be at this conference, and I thought, wow, that's interesting. Ding! Synchronicity. And she was up there on stage with all these multimillionaire people, the man who started um, Remax, the man who was the marketing genius behind Kentucky Fried Chicken, went on to be the marketing genius behind FedEx, and so many other people, men. And here she was in the middle of this absolutely stunningly beautiful woman. And her energy is just as beautiful as she is on the outside. She told her story. Told her story about being married to a man who was dying. Told her story about living in the car with the kids. We had tears in our eyes. I looked around and there were tears streaming down people's faces. This woman has gone on to be a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. She lives up in Canada. She owns one of the most successful food packaging uh, businesses or meat packaging. I don't, I don't even know because that's secondary. She travels around and she inspires people. She shares her story. I was on a phone call with her last night, and she said, you know, that expression, if I had a pot to piss in, and she said, there was a time in my life if I only had that pot, and look at her now. It is inspiration, and it doesn't really matter if you don't aspire to be a millionaire or multimillionaire. The inspiration is that these are people who did not let their current life situation hold them down, let their current life situation be what the rest of their life was going to be about. Amazing, amazing stories. I've spent my time back <clears throat> really processing my time back. I mean, we didn't really go anywhere, and yet we did. But since Sunday night, it's Wednesday night now, so for the last few nights, been really focusing on what I truly want my life to be about, what I don't need in my life anymore, and then identifying the other side of that coin and what it is I do need. And I'm, I'm changing, I'm shifting, I'm, I'm tapping into a different energy. People are seeing it. There were some photos from, uh, 
from the conference that I, I put online, I got comments on that made me blush. And I realized that, that I'm in a process of tremendous growth and change. And uh, my outer appearance is changing along with it. I think I mentioned to you I've taken off 35 or so pounds. Uh, I look at my eyes, and they're more clear than they've ever been. I look at my smile, and it is authentic from that place of purity, not just the facade of a smile. And I realize that there's, there's important work to do and that uh, my whole life has been leading up to this. Realize that as I was learning, I was holding myself back. We had a call recently, one of our topics, what was it, expanding, restricting or constricting? started to realize I've, I've done my fair share of restricting and constricting in my life and that there's, there's no more room for that, only expanding into what I came here to be. Now, one of the synchronicities and people that showed up in my life in this process leading to this weekend is a lovely, talented, really incredible new friend of mine. And her name is Fern. And um, Fern thought that she was going to go to the Alchemy Conference. Fern thought that the Alchemy Conference was the most important upcoming event that there was. Well, Fern didn't make it to the Alchemy Conference because she was right there with me the entire time at this conference for Napoleon Hill. And I would say that the doors pretty much got blown open for Fern. Not that she didn't already have her door open. Maybe just the entire wall surrounding Fern's door got blown open. <laughs> and I loved it. I loved watching it. I loved the whole thing. Fern is an amazing person. She's dedicated her life um, to this point to, to children, to being there for children, to working with children, her own and others. And Fern hasn't always had it easy, but Fern decided at some point that she was going to make her life what she really wanted her life to be. So this week, we're energizing another's dream, and that dream is Fern's dream. She had an amazing weekend, and I know she shared her poetry with Les Brown, who she has always admired, with Luann Mitchell, who last night on the call said how incredibly touched she was by Fern's poetry. And Fern really stepped out there to further become who she came here to be. So tonight, I want us to energize Fern. I want us to 
really hold her in our mind's eye and send positive energy to her for her journey. We all have things to overcome. We're all in a process of doing that. You wouldn't be on this call right now if it was anything other than that. And so tonight I've asked Fern to share a poem with us. Now I have to tell you, I have this really amazing connection to Fern and I've not heard one of her poems. And so I'm really quite excited about this. Now before we move into that, I want to make sure that people have this 21 days to change. This is the 21 day conscious creation program. I listened this weekend to what everyone was saying, to the tools and techniques they use in their own lives, to get where they are, to achieve what they're achieving, to live their dreams. And wouldn't it be a giant synchronicity that the 21 day conscious creation program fits into that, fits into the tools and techniques that others are using. So you can download it at dreamthebiggestdream.com forward slash free. And I highly, highly recommend that you tap into it. I highly, highly recommend that you use it as the tool that it is and you watch your life unfold in the most beautiful ways you can imagine. Now, at this point I'm going to unmute the line and before we open it up for everyone, I'd like Fern to say something to us <laughs> and to, uh, to share one of her poems with us. And Fern, that's your cue to step right in. <laughs> wow, now that was quite an introduction. You should see the giant smile on my, on my face and probably blushing quite a bit, but uh, thank you so much for your words of encouragement and, and heartfelt praise. It really means a lot. This has been an absolutely incredible, life-changing weekend, all thanks to Mark. We won't go into the synchronicities that brought us to this point, but as he said, never did make it to that alchemy conference. Um, but I know that this was exactly where I needed to be in this time, in this moment. And I'm going to get right into the poem so that everyone will still have time left over to share and to chat. Um, this is actually, I think, the perfect poem for tonight because all of the things that we learned this weekend kind of boils down to the choices we make and the focus we have in our lives. And the poem I'm going to share with all of you is called The Choice is Yours. And it's actually the poem that I felt drawn to share with one of my great uh, mentors, hopefully, uh, Mr. Les Brown, um, who really enjoyed it. So I hope you do too. The Choice is Yours. In each life, there are choices to be made, new chances to move forward or to remain stuck in the habits of the past, to embrace the love that connects us all or to continue to live in fear and hate, to expand our awareness and our understanding or to close our hearts and minds to all that is possible, 
to treat others with kindness and great compassion or to continue to view them with contempt and mistrust. The choices we make create who we are and what we will become. Do we face life's challenges with hope, strength, and joy, or cower beneath our weaknesses, sadness, and doubts? Do we welcome change with excitement and openness or resist and give in to ignorance and misunderstanding? Each day the sun rises, giving us another chance to begin again, fresh and new. Can we stay in each moment awake and aware or be lost again in illusion and dreams? Can we follow the way of healing and rebirth or linger and suffer on in waking death? Can we reconnect all that we are, whole and complete, or leave ourselves scattered, alone and in pain? The power lies within us to transform ourselves and by so doing, transform the world. The choice is yours. Wow. Beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Fern, I want to thank you for sharing that. I'm going to send a a request to the people that I know were on tonight's call to um, to go ahead and um, be your friend on Facebook. I think that these connections that we make, we are all in this together, and um, it's really important that we all expand our circle with with the energies that that we all bring. I used to have a a statement, and that is, know what you bring to the party. And Fern, you do know what you bring to the party, and thank you for so lovingly and consciously sharing that. And uh, thank you for inspiring me as I saw you uh, in action, as it were, this weekend. Now, at this point, anyone that wants to make a comment or share something or anything in between or around and about that uh, that serves the highest good of everyone, I'd be more than honored to listen and share that with you. Anybody? Hey, Mark, this is Eddie. I have never, ever seen your smile to be anything other than genuine. Thank you, Eddie. And you see me smile a whole heck of a lot, but I got to tell you that smile carries a little different energy now than it has in the past. But um, it reminds me that uh, the sooner we can get together and connect, the sooner I can share that smile with you and Chris and whoever else happens to be there. It's all good. Thanks, buddy. Anybody else tonight? Mark, this is Billy. I just wanted to say to you and Fern that you have my unconditional love and gratitude for being so kind and thoughtful to our universe to allow this connection. I appreciate the both of you, and I certainly know everyone else listening in does too. Thank you so much, and I will do anything in my power 
to send you guys the most positive vibes 24-7 to, to assist you in becoming what it is you're here to be. Wow, that Billy, is, thank oh. you. That is, that's the, okay, we don't find Dr. Dream speechless very often, <laughs> but um, um, possibly we just did now, and I, I, I just leave it as a tremendous heartfelt thank you for that. Oh, you're both very, very welcome, and I am just so very honored to be able to sit back and watch you take off like a meteor shower across the sky. (laughs) And you know what? To really have a good meteor shower, it takes more than one or two meteors. And I got (laughs) to tell you, I know you well enough that you're that meteor right next to me, shining bright, (laughs) leaving a huge trail and um, doing what we all do. And that's really, you know, what spurs me on is... We are all in this together. We are all doing this in our way and, and putting it out there in our way. And, and some of us are going to be speakers and, and travel the world. And some of us are going to be authors and, and touch people all over. And some of us are going to smile at people on the subway and change a life that way. And there are, you know, it's, we the beauty of it is that we don't all share the same dream and that our paths will take us to different places but when you strip all that away it's that energy of unconditional love and understanding that we are allowing to flow through us to guide our actions to to touch lives and and to be in our universe in there with everybody, and so it is. Um, it it is. It's amazing. It's really amazing, and it's. Uh, you know, I, I used to think, and I had a lot of um, early experiences in in my life, in my twenties, and into my thirties, where I thought what I experienced, uh, the universe couldn't couldn't be any more incredible than those experiences showed me the universe to be. And um, I was wrong. Uh, And today, the universe is more incredible than it's ever been from my perspective, from my beliefs, through my eyes. And I know that tomorrow, it will be even more incredible than it was today. And a huge huge part of that for me is my connection to each of you is the love we share the gratitude that we express and the support that we give each other I Mark Peebler Dr. Dream could not even begin to think about doing this without you Billy without you Eddie without you Chris without you, Daniel, without you, Fern, and everybody else. And that's what makes it easy for me to get out of bed at 5.30 in the morning. Because 5.30 is pretty darn early. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. I just want to thank you so much for being on tonight's call. 
there's going to be more next week from this inspirational perspective um, and touching on uh, some more things that um, that I'm still processing at this point. So please join us, invite other people, and um, by all means, do it however you do it, but make a difference in the lives of everyone around you. It certainly will make a difference in your life. I love you all deeply. Thank you so much for being on tonight's call. Blessings of love and conscious awareness now and for the next week. Good night. Good love you, Mark. Bye. Good night. Love to everyone.